Greetings, and thank you for joining us for the 18th episode of DC Animation with Spencer and Friends. This is an LMG podcast production. Today, I am joined by a dear friend. Hello, I am the, the dear friend, as mentioned, Chris. Uh, you have heard Chris before if you've listened to the main podcast. Uh, Chris joined us on an episode where we drafted animated theme songs or animated songs, songs from animation. Um, it was a good episode, and uh, I'd say Chris drafted really well. It was such a good experience that I'm on this aspect of the show now. Yes. Of the production. <laughs> Excellent, excellent. So, uh, quick question for you. Can you tell me a little bit about your DC consumption? Um, any video games, any comic books, any TV shows, any movies? What DC do you consume or have you consumed? So, in terms of DC uh, consumption, I'm definitely, I would put myself on the, the higher end of, like, the casual side. I wouldn't say I'm, like, super hardcore where... Um, DC was actually the first comic books I ever even bought. This was like right when the new 52 was first rolling out. And there was a comic book shop outside of my high school at the time. And me and my friends would go there. And since the new 52 was just dropping, we were getting these stories as they come at, came out. And it was like right when um, there was a Batman storyline of the new 52 where Joker like cuts off his face. It was, I think it was like Death of the Family Part 2 or something like that. And we saw that I bought like the special edition that came with like the mask, well, the, the the skinned face of the Joker. And it came with like three of the comic books. And that's kind of where I got into like DC. And then, of course, when Man of Steel came out, got into like the whole Snyder universe. And I'm super excited for uh, what James Gunn's take is going to be. And for the animated side, I've always known they were fantastic. I've experienced a couple of them as they came out during my younger years but i haven't fully like engrossed myself in them but i'm pretty aware of them uh video game wise though i've played all the arkham games there's some like the favorite just for like the flavor and how immersive they are and i've dabbled a little bit in the telltale games excellent okay i like it well I appreciate you for joining us on this journey through DC Animation. Today's film is Justice League Flashpoint Paradox, released July 30th, 2013, and the comic book on which it was based is Flashpoint. I'm going to read a synopsis in my own words, and then you and I were just going to talk about it. So, we open with a childberry... Uh, learning a life lesson from his mom on the side of the road because their car is broken down. Barry then comes home to see that his house has been broken into and his mother is dead. Adult Barry blames himself for not being fast enough to save her. Flash is then alerted of a crime happening at the Flash Museum, where he comes face to face with several members of his rogues gallery. Turns out Reverse Flash is behind the whole thing, and he attaches a bomb to everyone in the room. Luckily, the Justice League shows up, and they save the day. All of the bombs are dealt with, and no one is hurt. Reverse Flash casually gets into Flash's head, and, you know, Flash has to take a little run before the title card hits. We then find Barry at his desk, at his work desk, asleep when he learns that Captain Boomerang and Cold are fighting. Uh, he tries to hit the ring to suit up, but notices that uh, 
there's no suit in there. And then he trips down the stairs and runs into his mom. He gives his mom a hug and tells her that he is the Flash, but she has no idea what he is talking about. We then see an alternate Batman fighting Yo-Yo, and when she refuses to cooperate, he throws her off a building, but Cyborg catches her. He then tries to get uh, Barry, then tries to get Batman's, or Cyborg tries to get Batman's help with the war that's been happening between Wonder Woman and Aquaman. Batman has accepted that they are just too much and this thing is already over. Uh, Barry goes to see Iris and sees that she is married to some other dude. So Barry goes to Wayne Manor looking for Bruce. He finds that Bruce is the one who died and Thomas Wayne is actually Batman. Steve Trevor is looking for Lois Lane and uh, he gets murked by Wonder Woman. While being tortured by Batman, Barry explains to Batman that he is from an alternate timeline that Reverse Flash, or that this is an alternate timeline that Reverse Flash created. Slade and Lex Luthor are on a boat trying to locate Aquaman's doomsday device, and they end up getting attacked by Atlanteans. Uh, the Atlanteans are simply too much and handle them with relative ease. Over at the Wayne Manor, Barry attempts to recreate the accident that turned him into the Flash because it happens to be storming because it's Gotham. The lightning strikes, but it doesn't work, and Barry gets literally cooked. We then see some flashbacks of how we got to this point. Um, Superman's ship does not land with the Kent family. It lands in Metropolis. Aquaman and Wonder Woman's kingdoms make peace, but Wonder Woman and Aquaman have an affair, causing Queen Mira to challenge her to a duel. Wonder Woman slays her and uh, takes her crown and just wears it as a prize, and so the Atlanteans declare war. Bruce is the one who got shot in the alley, which leads Martha to become the Joker and Thomas to become Batman. Barry wakes up and realizes that the events of this universe are starting to become a part of his memory. He wants to attempt to become the Flash a second time. We see that Captain Adam has been captured by Atlantis and they are prepared to use him to destroy the Amazons. On the second attempt, Flash does get his powers back. We see Lois running away from the Amazons, and she is eventually caught. Just before being killed, she is saved by a speedster and meets with members of the Resistance. After being all healed up, Flash attempts to get things back the way they were, but he can't generate enough speed to do that. Hal Jordan is given an assignment to fly Abensur's ship, and Flash is going to do some research to find Superman since Reverse Flash is stopping Flash from getting home. They meet with Cyborg to uh, try to get more information and get a lead on Superman. They are able to break in and find Superman, and they say that he is frail and weak because they have kept him in a red sun room. They are able to get out. They are able to get him outside, and they are met by the military. Shooting starts, and Superman, newly powered, lays waste to the military and flies off. Hal Jordan is sent to blow up the Atlantis operation, but is immediately stopped and killed. And then we reach the final battle between Atlantis and Themyscira. Uh, it's a three-way battle between the Amazons, the Atlanteans, and the Resistance. Wonder Woman and Aquaman find each other, and they get to going. Uh, 
Batman, Cyborg, Flash, and Captain Thunder intervene with their fight because stopping them should end the war. Uh, the fighting continues and Reverse Flash reveals himself, so he and Flash, you know, begin their fight. Reverse Flash beats his ass and then tells him Flash is the reason that all of this happened. Flash watches as many lives are lost on the battlefield. Wonder Woman defeats Aquaman and kills him, but not before he detonates Captain Atom, which will destroy the Earth. Reverse Flash is boasting about how Flash will die and he can't escape before Reverse Flash is... Uh, because Reverse Flash is siphoning off enough of the Speed Force so that Flash can't run back into the past. But then, Batman shoots Reverse Flash in the head. Thomas gives Flash a note and tells him to run, Barry. So, Flash is able to stop himself uh, from saving his mother's life, which fixes everything. He then explains to Batman what happened and gives him the note that his father wrote for him. And that's the movie. So, Chris, what did you think of the movie? I thought the movie was fantastic. Um, definitely, I thought the animation holds up really well. It's um, It was a direct-to-TV direct movie, so it wouldn't have had any kind of theatrical release or anything like that. And you can kind of tell in certain aspects where the animations are is a little bit choppy. But overall, it does hold up pretty well. Um, and it's really stylized. I felt that the, the fact they, they used the barry saving his mother as a mystery as like they don't they don't ever reveal why this alternate history is a thing and you kind of get little bits and pieces into it and i thought that was a really neat idea especially coming from the flash movie of this year which takes a lot of plot points from flashpoint into account so i really like that aspect um and it's it's also like it's really cool seeing a lot of these heroes who are are well beloved they're like just like good very vanilla like hey these are good people and seeing them like completely flip opposite where you're seeing batman is a lot grittier a lot darker you're seeing aquaman who's more more harsh like very unforgiving and that's good to see you even hear barry talk about how in his timeline um aquaman wouldn't stand to see uh any any uh life being get wasted and in this one we see him when he initiates the war wipe out 18 million people off rip and it's just like yep i don't care about the the surface walkers okay okay uh you did mention the art style uh which is one of the questions i was going to have for you um i i really like this art style i think it's really good um what did you did you have any feelings about the voice casting I thought the voice casting was fantastic. I I initially watched it back in 2013 as a kid, and I didn't really like knew most of these people. And then when I heard Cyborg for the first time, I literally had my partner. I was just like, "Is that is that Creed?" And then I looked it up. I was like, "Wait, Michael B. Jordan's in this movie," which I thought was crazy. And uh, the great Kevin Conroy, rest in peace, um, always does a fantastic performance. But I thought everyone did really well. And um, Reverse Flash, I'm I'm forgetting his uh, um, voice actor's name, but that's an iconic voice that's been used in memes and things of that nature. 
Okay. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Um, I agree. I think that this is a pretty good voice cast. Um, Flash is, uh, I know the dude who plays Flash from Grey's Anatomy. Um, he is uh, Karev in Grey's Anatomy, one of the uh, characters who made it through quite a few seasons. Like he, he, it, it took him a while to get written off, but um yeah, so this movie does a pretty good job of staying with the source material. Um, I read this comic way back in the day. Um, so the main difference that I remember is that instead of getting shot, he gets stabbed. Uh, Reverse Flash does by Batman. Other than that, I feel like it's mostly the same. They may have changed some small things, but also, again, I read it a while ago. But... um. It's a really good comic. It's a really good movie. Um, one of the things that I thought was funny, um, and this is just me, you know, maybe being difficult, but um, it feels like in every other situation, you know, there's a different president, right? But in the world where, in the universe where the world is going to end is when they're <laughs> like, let's get Barack in there. Yeah, no, for real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Barack would be a great choice for uh the president in this movie where this alternate universe where everything is is going to shit like that's... you only get to see him interact with the only other black character in the universe also that and, and that's, <laughs> that's another thing i was gonna say i was gonna say i feel like the reason cyborg was as high up as he was in the government is because barack <laughs> because um Cyborg kind of acted as the Superman in this movie in that uh, we often see Superman in uh, the president's pocket. Uh, if you have seen The Dark Knight Returns, part one and part two, uh, you'll notice that in that movie, Reagan is the president and Superman is like talking directly to him. And I feel like that same kind of thing was happening, like Cyborg was acting as superman in this world in that he was really trying to gather everybody up and he was trying to actually save the world he had a lot of hope and he really believed that you know there was a way to get this done and that was very superman like of him he also was pretty against breaking the rules and you know looking up stuff that he wasn't supposed to be and you know all of that so yeah um, it was interesting that Michael B. Jordan, who has been talked about playing a black Superman, was acting as the pseudo Superman in this movie. And I loved how what they did with Cyborg uh, within the storyline where Cyborg is just so good, like such a good person. And he's in a world where heroes aren't as um, significant or isn't as present. You have Cyborg who is doing essentially the load of the entire Justice League by himself. You see a flashback well, of uh, Barry where he's get, his memories are conforming to the current timeline. And he sees those moments where him as a Justice League are fighting um, foes get altered where it's only Cyborg. Cyborg yes. is by himself essentially defending the world. And that's yeah, awesome. in the in the Starro situation, because yeah, he was uh like he was living through the flashbacks, and yeah, whenever they were fighting Starro, it went from everybody fighting Starro to just Cyborg fighting Starro. And I was like, that that's impressive. Cyborg's fighting these global level threats by himself. I will say they did uh they did remind us that Cyborg is black because um whenever they got out 
side with Superman. They were like, hey, freeze. And Cyborg, like, with his hands up, was like, hey, guys, everything is fine. They shot him in his head. <laughs> it's like, God damn it. Doesn't matter what universe we're in. They're still Now, I can't necessarily say unarmed because Cyborg could have lit everybody up. But he was non-threatening. And, uh, yeah, they shot him in the head anyway. But, you know, whatever. That's cool. Hey, at least when Superman saw Cyborg, like, that, that's how you know racism is taught. Because when Superman saw Cyborg, he was like, friend. There, exactly. <laughs> there, there was a no, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> exactly. That is correct. Uh, But we know that. So, um, cool. Okay. Another thing that... um. I did notice in this movie, and this is kind of just a trope that I've been noticing kind of in general. So I'm not blaming this movie for this at all. But one of the things that I've noticed, and I don't know if this is just superhero movies or if this is kind of in general, but I have noticed that whenever it comes to parents grieving and responding to trauma when it comes to their kids and their kids being lost specifically it feels like fathers are always portrayed as heroes and mothers are always portrayed as like crazy and to give you a couple of examples i don't know if you've seen umbrella academy but in the third season i believe of umbrella academy um one of the superheroes in that movie loses her daughter and just completely character flips into a wild version of herself um another more recent version of this that we've seen is in dr strange 2 in dr strange 2 we see wanda who is a mother who has lost her kids and we see her become a completely different version of herself in the name of motherhood but usually, whenever we see fathers in that same situation, they are portrayed in a positive light, whereas women are often portrayed as villains for feeling something for losing their kids. And we see that here because we see that Thomas Wayne, while he's, you know, a little grittier about it, uh, becomes the hero of the night in Gotham. And we see that Martha becomes the Joker of this world. Heroes and asterisks because he he definitely teeters the, the oh, line yeah. of hero. And I there, did I, you I, hear that one line where he was he was like, "There's going to be a lot of looters in Gotham," and he's like almost like snarky, like I'm about to yeah. go beat up someone trying to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's basically like, "There's about to be uh, looting and crime. Don't want to miss that." Yeah, th this Batman would definitely be the the poster child for excessive force. If, yeah, uh, this Batman, he, was here. yeah. <laughs> he absolutely lives by the wish creed, and and that's the thing. Like whenever. Uh, he captured Yo-Yo, and she was like, it's on the tip of my tongue. He was like, let me get that off for you. Like, <laughs> yeah. He was he was ready to let her die. If Cyborg hadn't showed up, she'd be dead. And then he's he's over here, yeah, like, chastising Cyborg. Like, you should have just let her fall. Yeah, you should have <laughs> just let her fall. Like, what are you doing? Uh, Yeah, she, she didn't give me what I needed. So, yeah, you should have, like, yeah, it was, uh, I like thomas wayne's batman uh he does not play around but anyway um but yeah so what you mentioned earlier with the whole it's kind of a mystery how we got here one of the things i always wondered is how barry doesn't remember doing it like he remembers everything else but he doesn't remember running into the past saving his mom and then living 
that life or like what did Barry like after he saved his mom what did you do did he run back into that period of time like I that's what I assume happened is he saved his mom and then went back to what was his present and that's how we got where we were but it's interesting that he doesn't remember doing it I think it's definitely has a lot to do with like plot convenience where if if he knew right away he would have been able to like solve it like immediately like all right i need i need to somehow get back harness the speed force and i can redo everything but yeah and i and i guess it's so that um like we are under the impression that reverse because he thought reverse flash is the one who did it which uh, makes sense like this is some shit reverse flash would do and yet reverse flash is like no i didn't even do this it was you you did it Maybe that's even more reverse flash like that. He's like snicker. He's like, I didn't do none of this. This is all you, buddy. I'm here for yeah. the show. Yeah, reverse flash. He was like reveling in it. He was like, I I didn't even have to do anything. Like you ruined your whole shit by yourself. And reverse flash was probably thinking, like, Barry, once you die, I'll just go back. And even if I don't go back, I am happy to die knowing that your life is fucked up. And, and like, I I like the fact that they did hint in the beginning that Reverse Flash was the one that implanted this idea to Barry's uh, head after he defeats him and his and co defeat the the Rogues Gallery. Um, this is previously he was talking to Iris about how if only I ran fast enough, and then Reverse Flash kind of implants the idea when he's like, uh, maybe if you were fast enough, you could have you could have saved someone that really actually mattered. Yeah, like Reverse Flash. Oh yeah, Reverse Flash is just one of the worst kinds of villains in that he has the exact same powers as Barry, but he is merciless. And so he kind of has more access to stuff because he's willing to go places. Barry will not. And And, so smart. Yeah. He's from the future. Uh, He's a genius and he's psychological. Like his whole goal is to get into Barry's head and to, make him doubt himself and to just create discord and just 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 be the worst kind of guy i did think it was a little corny though in the beginning where he plants the bomb uh wonder woman uses the lasso of truth ask him how to deactivate the bombs he says you can't we're all gonna die and then it proceeds to see five different members of the justice league dismantling the bomb in their own different ways so yes, <laughs> and that's the thing. Whenever, whenever he was like, "It's future tech. There's nothing you can do." It was like, "Um, okay." Now, there were two of them. I was like, "That makes sense." What Wonder Woman did made sense. She just froze it, took the oh, shit yeah. off, threw it in the air, and and let it detonate. Like that makes sense to me. I Superman see how too. Superman, Superman went full unga bunga. He was just yeah. like, "All right, I'm just a." Like, Superman I'm just I'm gonna just I'm gonna just hold it I'm gonna just hold it real nice and then bow it's gone and I was like all right those two things made sense to me I still think whoever was holding the belt they would have definitely had died still even if Superman like had the the perfect grasp like just the ricochet or the recoil from the explosion had to have done something well and I I think it just speaks to how powerful Superman is um because yeah like my thought is like i don't know if you can close your hands completely to where there's no like where it's sealed like there's going to be some opening of some kind so like cuz if i put my hands together then like right where the bottom of my palms touch i feel like there's an opening right there 
There's definitely so, some air. <laughs> yeah, like I, I don't think that there's a way to actually seal your hands like that where nothing gets out. But it's comic book bullshit. We're just yeah. going to have to let that ride. So that's fine. Uh, the one that Batman did, I was like, really? You just you just cut it off and it waited until it wasn't in the bubble anymore to detonate? That's, yeah. Uh, oh, oh, okay. I've because lasering it. <laughs> Because I'm kind of wondering, should Green Lantern have done the same thing that, uh, I guess, Superman did, where he just, like, puts it in a bubble and lets it detonate? Because, But I guess Batman needed something to do. Yeah, exactly. What was Batman going to do in all this? <laughs> because, yeah, like, the fact that Batman was able to... I mean, I mean, maybe this just speaks to Batman, but the fact that he was able to successfully... Uh, not even necessarily disarm, but like, because I feel like Reverse Flash said, if you take the belt off, it will detonate. Yeah. And Batman cut the bomb in half, pretty much, and let it fall off, and it waited until it was out of the bubble to Like, okay, whatever. Like, I like I to did. think Hal brought that idea of like, all right, I'm going to put this in a bubble, and I was like, whoa, 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 wait, wait. Let, let me try this first. We can do that as plan B, but I, I think I got something. Yeah. Honestly, again, I Batman needed something to do, but I think that Hal, I assume Hal could have created a bubble strong enough to house the bomb and it would have been fine. And then, yeah, Flash just did his little wind tunnel thing and that should have absolutely detonated it instead oh, of destroying yeah. it. But whatever, that's fine. So, yeah, and at first, I thought it was a situation where Reverse Flash, like, outwitted the Lasso of Truth, but no, I think he, I think that was just a, no, I really, <laughs> yeah, like, it's like, there's nothing you can do, and then the Justice League was like, oh, okay, but, yeah, the way that a couple of them got handled made sense. Again, what Wonder Woman did, perfect. I firmly believe that's how that should have gone. Uh, what Superman did, less sense, but I'm okay with it. Uh, but what Batman did, that was bullshit. Yeah. And what uh, what Flash did, that was bullshit. Uh, were there five of them, or was it just those Aquaman? Four? Aquaman also. Oh uh, yeah, he had the, had fish, the fish eat it. Eat it. <laughs> yeah, and that makes sense. Um, like if the fish eat the wiring, then there's nothing to detonate. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but. Cool. Let's talk about Aquaman in this movie real quick. So there are a lot of people, you know, Aquaman has been getting shit on for years. There are a lot of people oh, yeah. who like just have been treating Aquaman like trash. And I think that Jason Momoa was a bit of an overcompensation. I think that there's been a lot of that. Like they tried like too hard to make him cool and they've tried too hard to like go in the direction of like no guys he's a badass and you know all of that um in my opinion if anybody needs to understand how much of a fucking problem aquaman is they need to watch this movie this movie does a really good job of representing that aquaman is not who you want problems with aquaman is a if he wants to be, he is a fucking menace. 
Aquaman could take over. The fact that Aquaman was up against Themyscira. Like, these are two of the most powerful groups that Earth offers. And they were at war with each other to nearly a stalemate. But the fact that Aquaman, like, he was yoked up with this movie. Like, he looked like Brock Lesnar. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Um, as far as what Aquaman can do, Aquaman is one of the people that we often don't see really let loose like he wants to or like he can for plot reasons. But Aquaman could ruin a lot of people's day. Like there are, there are so many people who do not want those problems. Like Aquaman, because he has all he has this pretty standard package you know the durability the super strength the moving faster than regular humans can on top of all of the water powers uh the hydrokinesis the controlling animals which a lot of people just look at the talking to fish as bullshit but it's like no that's that's a significant power um a there are a lot of things in the water that can kill you you don't ever want to just be in the water loose with what's down there and along with that the earth is predominantly water as far as land we can stand on so aquaman rules and aquaman has control over more of the earth than anyone else and so yeah aquaman is a fucking problem and i feel like this movie does a good job of uh, pointing that out along with that he can use magic and you know who can't really fuck with magic superman so again he's a problem for everyone he definitely needs to work on the 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 laser resistant arms though yeah um, <laughs> that was a bit of an issue <laughs> that, uh, that, not, that would, <laughs> that, but but no but nobody's gonna like those yeah. are those laser beams are serious like that the arm went away like butter. <laughs> yep, and that's what those lasers are going to do. And that, like a Superman who isn't controlling himself, like just full tilt laser beam. Oh yeah, those laser beams are just going to because whenever he did it with the military guys, they just disappeared. They evaporated. Yeah, like they they got just vaporized. So it cutting off Aquaman's arm. I'm like, that's fine. I see how we got here. Like those lasers are not a game. And this is a Superman who's not pulling it back. Like he was letting those lasers fly. I definitely liked how this Aquaman definitely showed how how good he is as a leader, especially like he he was like, all right, they they killed the queen. We're we're going on full on war. Straight up mercs like 18 mil people off rip. Like I think if he landed straight in New York, just washed the entire city straight up. Yeah, and like he I was think just like yep. I think they said he drowned London. London or was because I know one of them was in Europe and one of them was in America. No, yeah, like he, I think, yeah, like I, I don't remember which one, like Aquaman and Wonder Woman both took something over, but I feel like they, Aquaman either put London underwater or put Europe underwater. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that's fucking stupid. People don't, like, that's stupid. Like, Aquaman is a fucking problem. And the fact that Aquaman was able to capture and hold. Captain Adam. Captain Adam is a problem. And he repurposed and, Captain Adam as an entire like, ass contingency plan. Yeah, like, he was using Captain Adam as a battery and was like, if if shit goes south, I am ready to detonate him. And that's just what it's going to be. And 
that's the thing like capturing captain adam is no easy task like that's he's one of those like very up there as far as power people um if only he could keep it in his pants and then this whole war never would have even started uh yeah um that's true (laughs) because yeah like they you know they made a treaty everything was peaceful everything was fine and then they looked at each other and they was like uh you kind of cute and they was in there fucking and queen mira i think made the wrong decision by coming at wonder woman i think that she she absolutely should have talked to arthur about that instead of talking to wonder woman about it but um everybody everybody was trifling uh at least (laughs) a little bit um i'm not trying to remove blame or anything but yeah, I think that had Mira said, hey, Arthur, you shouldn't have cheated, then, you know, this might be a little different. But I think that this could be, we're talking about two societies that live, generally speaking, in a very old way. And, you know, in the old way, men just could kind of do that. And so maybe that's why she came after Wonder Woman. But it was a terrible decision for a lot of reasons. And oftentimes, too, when they in media, when they show like someone cheating, and I think it probably happens in real life, too, where if someone if a partner cheats, the, the person who got cheated on always attacks, not the partner that cheated, but the person they cheated with. Yes, because yeah and that that often happens um and it shouldn't happen that way (laughs) but um you know often it does because you know again everybody's trifling and yeah but yeah uh mira made a mistake uh coming to wonder woman while she was sharpening her sword mind you oh yeah she was ready that sword was sharp for sure yeah uh yeah diana was in the middle of preparing for her and mira had like one fountain worth of water to work with and mira really thought she was about (laughs) to do something and she fucked around and found out she fucked around and found out and again i don't i'm not saying that mira is you know in the wrong necessarily but uh yeah arthur's who she should have talked to the problem is talking to arthur probably wouldn't have got her anywhere because that was an aquaman that was probably like i'm the king you need to shut the fuck up <laughs> he's like and <laughs> yeah like that he, he's yeah that's probably how that she may she may have gone to talk to him she may have been like yeah she that's what happened and and so mira was like oh well then i'll just get rid of her because she's the problem Speaking of but, fuck around and found out, uh, uh, Captain Thunder, aka just Billy Batson, definitely the, found out <laughs> the Thunder Kids. Yeah, that was that was bad for them. Yeah. Um, I think that in the she went full Anakin on them. Yeah, I think that in the comic book, um, it may not have been Wonder Woman who actually did it. Uh, it may have just been a random Amazon. Uh, it may have been a random Amazon, but, um, yeah. Captain Thunder was throwing good hands, though. But, yeah, when she said, this is not your real form, say the word. Uh, and then, yeah, she uh, she straight up did child murder. And that's the thing. Wonder Woman, don't play around. One thing in general, um, we know that a lot of the people that are, like, of Earth, um, like the U.S., like Batman, Superman, they have a very strong ethical code against killing. 
Uh, the Amazons and the Atlanteans, generally speaking, in a lot of different media, do not. Killing people is not an issue um, in Themyscira or Atlantis. There's a problem. They, yeah, they, a solution. <laughs> yeah, they, they have no qualms with ending lives um, to the point where we have seen Superman lecturing Wonder Woman on more than one occasion. And Wonder Woman's like, no, nah, fuck that. I'm doing what I think is right. And that's what it's going to be. So it doesn't surprise me that these two um, places came to blows. Uh, but yeah, as is normally the case, you know, somebody was fucking somebody else and it led to a war. And there are a lot of people that would say, you know, it's Aquaman's fault because him cheating on his wife is how we got here. And that's true. Uh, he cheated on his wife. She fucked around and found out. And he was like, no, my bride. Now, now I gotta, now I gotta fight you. Also, you killed my lady. See, seeing animated Chris Pine get uh taken out like that by Wonder Woman, where he where she has that lasso of truth, and she's like, "Oh, we have better solutions," and he's just bringing him up. I was like, "Oh, we're doing that." Yeah, and that was one of the things that she said that like spoke to me. She was like, "I am the queen, and nothing is beneath me." I that's see to me that's leadership. I'll get my hand dirty. Yeah, whenever you say like no, I I'm in there too. Like just because I am the leader does not mean that I am not about to be involved. Like I I am about direct action. So and yeah, like that was that was it shouldn't have been, but that was a powerful moment to me when Wonder Woman is like, no, I'll do it. So I'll, that's I'll on Stark. Some Game of Thrones when uh, season one where he's like, well, if you if you uh, put the sentence, you're the executioner. Yeah. So, yeah, Wonder Woman uh, and Steve Trevor didn't necessarily deserve that. And, <laughs> you know, he probably, you know, when this Wonder Woman was also uh, pretty vain in that he was like, and what, Lois is one of the most beautiful women I've ever met. And Wonder Woman was like, yeah, until now. Oh, that sounds pretty misogynistic, don't you think? Yeah, but well, no, but she she was like, no, I'm the baddest. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like yeah, fuck you, with Lois. I, I, it's me. I'm the baddest because normally we see Wonder Woman very disconnected from sexuality, um, very much like almost repulsed by men and very uninterested. And this Wonder Woman was like, th this Wonder Woman, she fucks, and <laughs> um, she made that very known. Oh yeah, she she let it know to Aquaman when he was like, "Oh, so you can make all the Atlanteans the slave?" She's like, "No, you guys are vermin. I'm taking you out. You'll be lucky if I even make the woman into slaves." Yeah, once yeah, I rule. <laughs> I was like, "You would just let all of Atlantis uh, cease to exist," and uh, she was like, "Oh, Atlantis's sons will die with you, but Atlantis's daughters. Oh yeah, we can we can find a place for them." Um, and then whenever uh, Shazam showed up, she was like, good, a real man's here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, ooh, alrighty. Yeah, she she did not come to play. I really did like this Wonder Woman, too. She was just so powerful, so, like, like on her shit. Like, she was just there. Oh, yeah. The only time I don't like Wonder Woman is whenever they nerf her and oh, they, yeah. like, make her less than she should be because i have said it time and time again wonder woman is too fucking much 
Wonder Woman is a problem. There are a lot of people, again, who don't get it. They do not understand what kind of a problem Wonder Woman is. Wonder Woman could ruin anybody's day because Wonder Woman, and she doesn't need powers to do it, but she also has powers. We talk about in a previous episode, Justice League Doom. Uh, it's a movie where Batman creates a contingency plan to neutralize all of the members of the Justice League, and that plan gets stolen. The only thing he's able to come up with for Wonder Woman is I have to tire her out. <laughs> like th that's it. That's the only. There's no weakness. There's no actual way to deal with her. I have to make her say that she's had enough. That's the only thing I can do. Like she's too fucking much. And yeah, like he had to poison her and make her hallucinate so that she would keep fighting until she collapses. And it's Wonder Woman. So we'll see if that even happens. <laughs> and in the comic book, she was hallucinating, uh, fighting somebody that was her equal in every way. And so, yeah, again, like the only way to deal with her is to just exhaust her to the point where she can't go anymore. And because she's a superhero, that's going to be hard to do. And she's like the closest thing to like, like a demigod on earth. Yeah. Like... Like, that's the thing. Like she's, she's too much. And that, that's, she has no actual weaknesses and she's also very skilled. Like without powers, she's probably one of the fiercest hand to hand combatants on earth in that world. And that's stupid. Like, Superman is, of course, very, very powerful. And Superman is physically stronger than her. But, like, in a fight, Superman don't want those problems. No. Superman doing, like, these most telegraphed haymakers <laughs> every punch. Yeah, like, so Superman's going to have to put her down quick because she's also, you know, fast enough to react to bullets and, like, Wonder Woman's a fucking problem. And the fact that they put that up against Aquaman, again, should let people know how much of a problem both of these people are. Like, these two ended the world because they were fighting with each other. Like, yeah, they, they called this the World War Three, but it really was, can the humans even survive this uh, conflict? Yeah. The humans, yeah, the humans didn't, like, there was nothing people could do. Like, people couldn't stop them. Uh, the humans tried to intervene. They tried to, you know, there, there was nothing humanity could do about these two forces. It was ridiculous. They're too much. But, um... Yeah, so uh, while this movie is called Flashpoint Paradox, because Flash is the reason we got here, like, there are a lot of people this movie um, is actually about, and there's a lot of stuff that's happening. Um, so back to some of the other things in the movie. Um, one of the things that is not mentioned in this movie is Flash's father. So we know that in most versions of The Flash, uh, his father is accused of killing his mother and his father spends like his entire life in jail because of it. Um, in most versions of The Flash, you will see that is the case. In this one, his father does not come up at all. Like he, it looks like he's being raised by a single mother. And then when his mom dies, like that, that's just, it, we see him groan. And he's just lamenting about not being able to save her. And so I thought that that was interesting, but I'm okay with it because I feel like as much as they had to pack in here, adding in Barry's father may have weighed it down a little bit. 
I and do so, think with this movie in particular, they lose out a lot on the emotional factor that you see in a lot of movies by leaving out a lot of like, like when Flash first sees um, Iris uh, living a life, has a whole ass kid, whole ass new husband. He kind of just goes, oh, there she she has another life. And you don't really get to see him grieve at all throughout the entire entirety. How he hears that Hal gets killed on the on the bombing mission. He's just like, oh, geez, Hal. And that's it. Yeah. And I think that that makes sense to me because um, did you see you saw the Blue Beetle movie, right? I have not yet. OK, um, well, in Blue Beetle and, you know, tiny spoiler. Uh, there is a moment in the movie when someone dies. And in the movie, they have to say, I understand that this person died, but now is not the time to grieve. I promise we will have time to grieve, but right now we have to be brave. We have to be strong because there's shit to do. And once we're done, then we can grieve. And... I feel like that's kind of what happened here. There are a lot of people who are in, you know, dangerous lines of work or lines of work where they see a lot of people dying or they're prepared for a lot of people to die. And while it does hit them, they can't react right then. They have to keep going until the objective is met and the mission is complete. And I took this in that kind of way uh with the hal thing with iris i think he needed a moment to like we, we should have seen him have a moment we never even get to see him have a moment when he undoes everything he does you get to see one thing where he's like oh like i'm sorry i didn't get to save my mom or whatever and he like tackles the version of himself that's that prevents his mom's death but you never actually get to see him either like have to kill his mom, like just to hearken this back to um the 2023 Flash, where you did get to see a couple emotional moments where you see Flash have to do the hard choice of letting his mom die. And in this one, because of the time restraint and like like they 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 had this wasn't the focus of the movie to hit those like emotional uh heartstring moments, but it would have been nice to have, is what I'm trying I, to say. Yeah, and that makes sense. And I I think that uh, because this movie came out, um, of course, this is the movie that opens uh, the DC animated movie universe. And what a universe it is. Um, It's great. But I think that a part of my agenda is speaking to the fact that animation, and especially 2D animation, is not a lesser medium. Now, that has always kind of been the implication. And this movie came out in 2013 where like we are getting man of steel. Um, Avengers had just come out like live action superhero movies are, you know, one of the biggest things that's happening right now. And so very especially at this point animation is looked at as a lesser medium and as you said this was not theatrically released this went straight to dvd or blu-ray and i think that as far as the budget they were given as far as the time constraints i think that us not getting those emotional moments was a a company issue and that was a decision that they made kind of at the um, at the Warner Brothers up high level 
rather than the movie just lacking that because oh. in the in the comic book we I'm pretty sure we do see Flash actually have a conversation with his mother and in the uh, live action movie that is one thing we get like Flash actually gets to speak to her and she you know gives him a hug and lets him know that it's going to be okay and you know all of that and so that is one thing that I agree this movie does miss but I think that's a studio decision more than anything else. I will have to say that they did do a really good job at still including emotional moments, but it requires the the viewer to kind of like process and think about it more. For instance, when you see Superman for the first time, you know Superman. Everyone knows Superman. You know he's such a good person. He he's just this this good apple with such strong powers, a strong sense of responsibility. And then you see him here for the first time. He's he's terrified he's weakened you 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 see all of that and it doesn't you don't they don't have to tell you what he's been through you can just look at him and be like oh yeah he's been through all this but he's still so good at the end like all he needed was a helping hand so i did like that aspect that they were able to show so much just by having these iconic characters in such vulnerable positions and with Superman, it at least what i saw was after he lasered all those people he felt terrible about it Mm-hmm. Like he he didn't just laser him. It was like, Oogum, let's Oogum, go bag him, <laughs> fuck him. Like he he didn't just he wasn't happy about that. He was like, oh, no, I just ended all of these people's lives. I, I need to leave and go like process this. Um, So, yeah, one of the things that I also noticed in this world is they had a very we don't talk about the dead mentality Um, because there was a lot like whenever uh. Barry said the name Bruce. He got his ass whooped. And he said, do not say my dead son's name a fucking gen, or I'm going to take all of your fingers. Like, there was... Uh, Thomas Wayne is definitely turning off his cop cam when he approaches anybody. Oh, yeah. And even (laughs) whenever Orm mentions Queen Mira, Aquaman punches his shit and is like, do not mention my dead queen's name again. Yes, my lord. Like, there's, we don't talk about the dead here. Like, when they die, they're gone. Don't bring them up. Don't talk to me about them. But I thought that was interesting. So, uh, you did mention, or actually, I did mention the, uh, the live action flash movie. And it does take notes from this. Um, And I'm sure that I talked about it in our review of that episode on the main podcast, but this is absolutely the superior version of a film adaptation of this story. In my opinion, Uh, the flash movie, the live action flash movie did some things wrong. They did some things that I disagree with. Everything about it wasn't terrible. Um, I thought that there were some things that were done pretty well. There were some moments that were pretty good. But generally speaking, this is a superior movie to that in almost every way. And speaks to, you know, my thought that we don't have to live action everything. Um, I think that there's a much better version of a live action Flashpoint movie in the books somewhere like it could have definitely been done better but as far as what we have today um this is much better than that movie to me and Uh, especially with what this movie was able to do back in 2013 where they do show us a a multiverse 
type of scenery and nowadays where the multiverses are so rampant right now and it doesn't even you see these characters in these dif different forms and different um spaces but it's almost just like a oh look it's an easter egg look look at this look at them while what flashpoint was able to do so well is that in this multiverse like these are full characters that have lived full lives they're not like how in the flash 2023 you get to see all these instances of like different timelines and it's 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 literally just like hey look we put it on here to make people happy there's no yeah. relevance to that it was it was absolutely just you know nostalgia pandering. strings yes pandering they were just trying to you know um you know use their ip to their advantage and you know make some people smile and you know all that and it's like you don't have to hit me with a nostalgia trap like that's not why i'm here so yeah this movie doesn't have to worry about that this movie doesn't have you know those types of studio interference issues um so they were really effective with getting this batman's call to action so so good like this batman you knew his motivations you knew you knew why he's in this like why he's willing a Batman who seemingly lost all hope gets some instance of hope by seeing Barry talking, saying his son's name. So he sees a hope of a brighter future. So he's willing to do all this. While yeah. as in the 2023, he's just like, oh, okay, like, yeah, I'm back. You want to get nuts? Yeah. I'll, yes, yeah. <laughs> you you want to hear Danny Elfman's theme? Let's hear the theme. Yeah, like it was it was just yeah, just nostalgia traps. But yeah, like this made sense because we saw how he got where he was. They made it very realistic in that like he was a doctor and with his money, he is, you know, moving in, you know, a lot of money through his casinos and you know, dealing with a lot of like rich people and that's why he has a plane instead of a jet. Um and the see... fact that he opens a casino as like his main source of revenue, an yeah. area where people seemingly like like no offense to anyone, uh, any listener who goes to casinos or anything, but that's an area where hope is gone and everyone is is just zombies split, spinning the machine, drinking. There, there is not much there. Yeah, for some people. Yeah, um, for some people. But yeah, like he, like there are a lot of people who are you know shoveling a lot of money into that, and it's a lot of money that he can just funnel wherever he wants because you know with casinos that's uh, a lot of cash business and so you can you know cook the books a little bit you could say you know stuff's going here stuff's going there but uh yeah the fact that he was a far more violent version of batman because whenever batman uh bruce loses his parents he's a child and so he still has the innocence of a child when it happens which i think speaks to why he's very against killing people we see a grown ass man who has lived life watch his son get murdered and i can say as a parent um seeing something happen to your parents is one thing but seeing something happen to your children is something else entirely i'm in and full confidence that thomas beat that uh beat the robber to death in that alleyway right there dead <laughs> that man is dead yeah and i fully support his like i 100 yes he absolutely should have killed that man uh assuming it was still joe chill joe yeah. earned it like he beat him to he beat with his hands like you gotta want it to kill somebody yeah, with his exactly. hands because that that's gonna hurt him bare hands no, yeah. no gloves nothing yeah no the adrenaline he was running on no he didn't feel a thing 
like he all he felt was the pain of losing his only son and so yeah that yeah i see how we got there and yeah that was uh, uh just it's just that's good writing to me like that's just it was just really well done and yeah the fact that he his level of mercy was low he had no problem killing people or letting people die like the older we see batman get the more cool he is with letting people just die and you know this batman like his eyes were red his like oh yeah you could tell that he was that there was something different about him he drank like he yeah you could you could tell he was a that grown permanent ass, five o'clock shadow. Yeah, he was a grown ass Batman, and I see how we got here. But um, I loved it. It's it's one version of Batman that I really like. I did think it was funny when Barry convinces Batman to um, join him on his mission. That there there's a pistol that he has like within like a glass container, and he just mashes the glass container and grabs the pistol. And it made me wonder like, does he keep every single one of his pistols like inside this glass jar and just mashes it when he needs it? I'm assuming no. <laughs> uh, you know who knows? Maybe, but um, so speaking of that uh two things with that firstly during that scene whenever he um whenever his whenever he popped his ring out and the yellow suit came out i was like that's weird but then how did he make it not like how did he turn it into his suit he he okay so he just like went really fast and that changed the pigmentation of the, the the color of the suit, and that's it. Yes, that's, exactly, <laughs> that's what happened. That's what he. That's the best. That's what. Yep, that's what happened because that's what I saw. Uh, so, so yeah, that's what happened. He just went to the character selector, changed the costume, hit enter, boom. Yeah, like he literally just yeah, like he picked it up. He chose a new palette. He did a spin move, and then it was his suit. Uh, that was that's how that happened i like how you did see batman like knew immediately because he's so like this batman is tenured he knows how um like these villains think and the moment he sees the suit and he said and mary's like that's not my suit he pieces it together like that's a message he's taunting you (laughs) yeah he immediately was like oh yeah he wants you to know that he's responsible for this and we see that because you know whenever lois got saved by the speedster it was like why would he allow himself to be seen yeah like so yeah batman i love watching batman deduce shit like it's one of the reasons he's my favorite oh yeah because like he just he'll just take a situation like he will just understand what's happening just he just will it's so great um one thing that I always think is interesting is whenever a speedster gets shot. Like, because he shouldn't be able to hear at least a bullet come through. Yeah. And I guess that this is an example of when you're monologuing, you are distracted. He's tunnel vision, man. Uh, because there's no way that he should have been able to shoot Eobard in the head. Like, th- there's no way he should have been able to do that. Um, because he should have been able to hear the gunshot respond like he he should have been able to react faster than the gun with what we know about uh flash powers um because even if you know there's a certain amount of speed force being siphoned off he can still react to gunfire so yeah that was um i mean it needed to happen and i'm glad it Mm -hmm. happened he deserved it yeah but like 
it's always funny to me when a speedster gets shot because it's like th- their whole thing is not being able to be shot. Like that's that's their whole thing. It's just Batman. That's just honestly, that just shows how strong of a superhero Batman is. He's able to shoot a speedster. You know what? It was prep time. He had prep time. Yeah, he had prep time. No, hundred percent. Yeah, he had prep time. If Batman was able to, this dude was just shot, and he was able to sneak away from the Flash when he was in the restaurant, and the Flash was like, "Where the hell did this guy go?" And he somehow avoided detection from both Barry and Eobard. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like they were, <laughs> they were running at super speed, so they got up there. Batman had to be like, "Oh, that's where they are." He had to crawl his ass up there, and then. And they weren't up there for very long. Like, Batman looked up, like, where's a good place where this guy would monologue? Ah, uh, probably yeah. up there. Yeah, I, I, yeah, prep time. <laughs> yeah, he, Batman planned for them to be up there the whole time. So he just, you know, crawled his ass up there, hid behind a rock, and then waited for his moment, and then bow. And it so, runs in the family. I'm, I'm glad that's where, that's where Bruce gets it from. Yeah. And then he also had time to write his son a note. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, put it in an envelope, seal it, hand it to the Flash, and then um, it's kind of fucked up that he didn't mention uh, uh, Martha at all in the note. It just said, "Dear your father, Thomas." Like, come on. Well, and she's that's still around. Because, <laughs> that's because she's the Joker, and she's not. She's not okay. And Batman don't need to know that. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Bruce does not need to know that his mother became his arch. Nope, I I would have left that out too. You don't need. To, you don't need to know that. Um, this needs to like, be a happy love, love mom too. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, nope. I would have left that out. Like Just out entirely. Yeah, like the mother, the the mom you knew is gone. Like we don't need to. We don't need to talk about her. Uh, so yeah, let's just let's just leave that be. But, um, all right. So, Chris, on a scale of one to ten, what are you thinking? Ooh, that's a t- that's a tough one. Um, so I I'm trying to put this in perspective. So I I think animated movies and live action movies should be rated on like the same kind of scale, same kind of spectrum. If I gave Flash 2023 a seven, I think this is like a solid eight. I don't think it's a perfect movie. I think it does really good. I think a lot of the 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 areas where it could have improved on was just mainly due to budget at the time. They didn't know how much they could have done. They had to make sure they get the message done. So the pacing felt a little quick at times. But overall, I thought this was like a fuller, much better experience. And I, I love how this is how the universe kind of starts because um, me personally, I really love the new 52 and how Flashpoint kind of forayed itself into like all right here's the new 52 now this was a great introduction to the dc animated universe okay okay i like it uh for me uh i'm 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 giving it a 10 i love this movie and perfect yeah and and perfect in that i don't think there's anything that needed to be done to make it better I think that as it is, um, it stands as a 10. Like, there's there's nothing that I'm like, oh, they should have done this to make this a better movie, or they should have left this out, they should not have done this. I don't have any of those notes. I am 
perfectly fine with every decision this movie made. I'm good with I'm good with the pacing. I'm good with the cinematography. I'm good with uh every the way it was handled uh worked out for me. And that could be a little bit biased because the first time I saw this movie, I was like, oh my God, it's the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I I I I don't even like I was I was just like, why are how did this not how much movie did it how much money did it make it needed to make more like i i couldn't i I couldn't deal with how good i thought it was i was like this is this is this is this is perfect i don't i don't understand why this is not being talked about but i knew it would be because dc animation has always been a quality product and this is before we knew that dc live action was going to be hit and miss because we had gotten the dark knight I loved Man of Steel. I know a lot of people didn't, but I love Man of Steel. And so I was like, oh, you know, DC is uh is putting out hitters right now. And um, you know, then they weren't. This also um Injustice came out the same year as well. And they introduced a bunch of like uh flashpoint skins into the Injustice video game. And it was just it was it was a good year to be a DC fan. Yeah, yeah, that was a good. Yeah, this was uh, this was a time because yeah, I watched these like right when they come out. Um, because you know they were straight on DVD, and I was like, I'm not buying that. So I'd go to you know some illegal website and uh, watch it and risk getting viruses, but it was worth it. So did you know there's a post credit scene also for this one? I did. Actually, did I? We didn't. We never. We haven't mentioned it. But um, I'm seeing that there there was a post credit scene. I wasn't even aware of it. I'm, I, you know I when the movie ended, I was like, all right, because I didn't expect that. <laughs> I knew that there was one, but I because I watched this movie and I watched another movie and I watched the post credit scene for the next one, but I don't know if I watched the post credit scene for this one. But this one just showed a bunch of parademons heading to Earth. Oh, you're right. I did see that. Um, because that goes into the next one. Yes, I absolutely saw that. And I guess I didn't think it was worth mentioning in the synopsis, but um <laughs> uh we will talk about it on the next episode of Dragon Ball Z. I'll let you know that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh Chris, did you have anything else on this movie? Um Honestly, uh, not much. I think the fact that there is a post-credit scene in a straight-to-DVD movie back in 2013, knew th- they knew they had a banger on their hands, and they weren't afraid to like show, like, oh, there's more. This isn't a one-and-done. Oh, yeah, and that's the thing. This movie builds a universe. This movie is the starting point of an entire um, series of movies that are, for the most part, excellent. Like this is this is the point I had been waiting to get to in this series because as we know, all of the movies before this are, you know, they range between eh, that was pretty okay, and this movie was absolute straight fire. And now we're getting to a point where like there are some standalones that are sprinkled in between, but like all of the movies that exist in this universe are at least pretty good. They're not all tens. They're not all just bangers, but they have a really consistent animation style. They have a consistent voice cast. They have um pretty consistent through line, and all of them are 
really good. Like it's a well established and a well built universe, and we're gonna get all the way into it, and um, it should be a good time. Uh, Chris, I want to thank you for being here. Thank you for inviting me. This was an awesome movie. I'm. I feel uh, it was honestly very like refreshing seeing this movie after watching the 2023 uh, Flash movie and uh, me recognizing these plot points and being like, oh, I don't remember being like that, but that's all right. And then seeing this one, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like this is this is how like this is the way it should have been done. This is the right this yeah. is the right way. And yeah, like the fact that this movie came out first like only hurts the flash movie like and and that's the thing like this they had a template like you knew what to do just need, do that they need a cgi de-age uh nicholas cage in the movie just to, so people could be like oh, oh that, yeah I, I know that rumor yeah they uh just so many mistakes were made in that movie but um you know it's fine we the fact that i have this one i wasn't super worried about it i will say i was excited about the live action flash movie but because i had this one i knew going in that that wasn't going to be this like i i knew from jump that this was going to be the better movie i was going to like this one more like there there was that it was a tall order to meet this movie to me but i'm sure that goes without saying i just gave it a 10 so yeah it's perfect (laughs) In the next episode, we will be discussing Justice League War. And so, until then, salutations. Salutations.